0: 109 of good luck high five. That's right. You're listening to a podcast that's for you if you play Magic the Gathering. Whether you're sitting at home during the pandemic and playing arena, or maybe you're sitting at home during the pandemic and playing Magic Online, we're here for you. (laughs) I'm one of your hosts, Maria. I'm another one of your hosts, Megan. And uh, yeah, as we said on the podcast
1: last week, we're back to recording virtually, Uh, so we're in our Two little hobbit holes here in Minnesota recording away. Oh, it's a bummer. <laughs> it sure is. It but it's our reality, you know? It
0: it is. Gina, you know, isn't it so weird to think like in the future, if people go back and listen to these episodes, it'll be it's like a little time capsule of this of this time. Absolutely. I mean, they're gonna just
1: they're just going to get a slice of li- of pandemic life exactly. from us exactly
0: and it'll be like wow you remember that time that there was pandemic.
1: I'm thinking about the aliens that are going to come and visit and when they open up the time capsule that humanity has created to preserve its greatest memories and our podcast is in that time (laughs) capsule they'll be like wow this is what it was like for these minor life
0: forms we made it into the time capsule we did we truly did I'm so excited (laughs) speaking of aliens I watched the film Alien the other day. Oh classic it's so good Megan, have you seen Aliens yet? Yes, okay. I've seen Aliens. Great. I saw Aliens before I saw Alien. Whoa, <laughs> I know.
1: <laughs> that seems like that seems like like a logical like fallacy. Like that shouldn't be allowed to happen. Like, yeah, you can't. Like you just you can't, can't see
0: aliens before you see a single alien. <laughs> but uh, somehow
1: you accomplish it.
0: Yeah, it's so good. It's
1: just so great. I, lo- I love that movie for like a yeah. thousand reasons. Um, um, and Aliens too. I
0: think my favorite moment is when she goes back for Jones.
1: Oh yeah, I was just like, thinking obviously. about Jones. Oh, Jones is great. Jones is a plus. I also love yeah. the computer, of course, and um, yeah, it's so all- c-
0: creepy that the computer is named Mother. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> I sorry. love it.
1: Oh uh, Well, I was going to say that I love all of the technology being from the 70s in the future. Yes,
0: it's so of an era. <laughs>
1: Because I like to think that in the future, like things got messed up, like stuff went down, technology somehow got ruined. And in the future, all we are left with is like, you know, we're like, no, we don't need iPads and big fancy flat screens.
0: It's like a screen that's like this
1: big. We're going back to like cathode ray tube TVs and like orange Uh, and black computers because that is all we need here in the future. That's what we need. And somehow they came to that conclusion. And I want to know how, like, (laughs) and what
0: happened. (laughs) I just feel like they were like, "What if we don't bother inventing anything?"
1: Yeah, like they outside like, of
0: like the aliens part, and their, like
1: their resources were tapped. They were they figured out how to get into. Spe- oh wait, are you talking about the movie or people
0: in the future? <laughs> I mean both, but I was thinking about the movie. They were just like, "Oh yeah." I mean, but also, what if we had spent all the time that we g- used to get to an iPhone and instead right? had spent all of that brain power on space travel? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I feel like I'm maybe saying. we would be closer to being, like, more of an active presence in space. Ugh, I just wait for the day. I just wait for I the know. day. I know. know. Anyway. Um, Yes, other uh, <laughs> pandemic check-in, Maria. I've yes. been watching the film Alien. What have you been doing to to make um you know this new stay-at-home life work for you?
1: Ah, uh, pandemic check-ins. Remember when we did this back in March or whatever it was?
0: And here we are again.
1: Here we are again. Um, yes, I have been doing lots of painting of my house.
0: <laughs> Oh, that's exciting.
1: Which is like what a lot of people are doing now because you're stuck inside and you're like, well, Mm -hmm. I might as well make where I'm stuck look nice. And so I've been doing a lot of painting, a lot of reorganizing and, um, uh, Organizing in the first place, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, so I still, I have paint literal still on my hands right now and on my <laughs> arms. You can see it in the video. There it is. There's some of my Ooh. color, everybody.
0: What um, color is it? Because your video isn't showing up on my screen.
1: This is um Wildberry.
0: Oh, that's a fun sounding wild color. Wildberry,
1: everybody. That's in my dining room and hallway. Wildberry. It looks <laughs> a little like blood, but you know what? Oh.
0: <laughs> We're not going to think about the fact that I just painted a blood hallway, okay? <laughs> oh, a pan- a blood hallway seems very like pandemic appropriate. Yeah, it t- it truly does. It truly yeah. does. I um I went yesterday and uh had a did a spit test. Ooh. A COVID spit <sighs> test. It was disgusting.
1: Yeah. I mean, look, we're very lucky here in Minnesota that we even get these stinking things because in other states, you can't get tested without a doctor's note. You pay a hundred bucks for a test, blah, 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 blah. But like, tell me how long it took you to make as much spit as you needed to spit into the spit tube.
0: Maria, I was literally like literally 10 minutes. It was so (laughs) gross. It's so gross. It's so gross. And like afterwards, I couldn't. Like, I couldn't stop p- feeling the spit in my mouth. <laughs> like, right? Like, I just went home and my whole drive home, I was just, like, hyper aware of all the spit in my oh, mouth. Oh, God. It was so gross.
1: I um, just.
0: I wish they had stuck a swab up my nose.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You've had both now. Pr- and yes. that's, that's better. I would prefer the swab up the nose. Wow. That's saying something. Truly.
0: Um, but we are very lucky because it was very quick. Like, we didn't even make an appointment. We yeah. just were walk-ups. Yeah. And literally in and out in under half an hour.
1: Yeah, that's it's it's great. And that part of be that was my everywhere. problem,
0: taking 10 minutes to make all the spit.
1: Yeah. <laughs> 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 How's your pandemic going out there in listener land, everybody? You can let us know by tweeting at us at GLHFMagic. We'd like to know yeah. how you're spending your time. I've also been playing uh, plenty of historic Megan, Ooh. Um, which... Yeah, we'll we'll get into our main show topic in a second, but I just want to touch on this because yeah. for all of you Boggles fans out there, we are living in a golden, boggly age That's historic. very true. The uh, either white-black or blue-white version of the SRAM Auras deck in Historic mm-hmm. is very viable to play right now. And in fact, the people at the top of the Historic ladder, at least one of them, is playing this deck. Uh, Maria, me, the are you... Ladder.
0: Um, are you a black white or a blue
1: white? I've got. I'm playing blue white right now. Yeah, but I don't know if I, that's the right answer.
0: I also picked up the blue white deck, and it is very good. Oh, I'm so
1: excited that like because look, everybody, Boggle's not always good. If you're playing no. in a format that's mostly like weird control decks and stuff, it's not going to be good. But right now, yeah. people are actually
0: playing creatures and stuff, and you're like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> you yeah. idiots.
0: That's um, true. Although I have to say. I have started running into a lot of the Sultai decks that play, I swear, like four fatal push four thought sees four extinction event. Yeah. That's it, that can be a little brutal, but like that's the only one.
1: Yeah. The, the Sultai deck can be a little rough, especially if they like thought sees you on turn one or if your hand isn't thought sees proof or whatever.
0: Um, yeah. but but like you can still win those matches, which, you is, can. which is absurd. You
1: can. It, it It is kind of wild. And I'm sitting here thinking like, oh, this is so strange because these boggles don't even have hexproof or anything. But I just I still feel OK playing this deck. So I uh, yeah. I, I think that who's ever developed or saw this deck coming in historic, which obviously somebody did because they put core spirit dancer into the format. Um hmm. They've really hit the nail on the head with where it landed. It's powerful enough, it's competitive enough, and yep. you don't need to have an actual slippery boggle for it to work out.
0: It's true. And sometimes you go, <laughs> there have been ter- times when I went like turn one, selfless savior, turn two, core spirit dancer, and my opponent conceded. <laughs> As they should. As, uh, they were just like, oh never mind. I'm never getting rid of that. Okay.
1: One of my favorite things has been to play against goblins players in Historic, which mm. I've run into a few times. But um it's so fun because in my sideboard I run Authority of the Consoles, speaking of Kaladesh, which Same. we'll talk about later. And it causes uh their permanents to come or their creatures to come into play tapped. And so they try and go off with like Muxus or whatever, or like I play also play a Graf Digger's Cage, and then they're yep. just like like
0: uh you mean my deck is just all bad 11s yes and authority of the consoles they put all those goblins into play and you gain a life for yeah, each of them. that's true. <laughs> that's great. It's really great. So, like, we'll post a link in the show notes to this
1: deck list in case you want to try it out because it's a really fun and easy way to get into Historic. The deck yeah. has a very clear game plan, even if it is trickier to play once you start to get uh, into higher levels of competition. I think it's a good entryway drug into the Historic format, <laughs> if you that's will.
0: right. But this week, we are not talking about Historic. No. Nope. Aside from that little Um, intro, but we're talking about the rest of the draft formats that we have been around for.
1: Yes, last week, in case you missed it, we went through the first half of our magical life and what those draft formats Mm -hmm. were like, our memories of them, what were some of the mechanics, what do we think about them now through the lens of history
0: and time. That's right. Uh, So that was uh, uh, Return to Ravnica through um, Eldritch Moon. Spooky Moon. Spooky Moon. That means we're picking up with Kaladesh. And how uh, apt. Yes, because we obviously are in the world of Kaladesh Remastered right now.
1: But before we get into all of that, we're going to take a pause here really quick and tell you thank you for supporting the show. If you're a patron of the show over on patreon.com slash magic, we are so, so thankful for you. Speaking of Thanksgiving.
0: <laughs> That's right. Uh, when we sit down to our lonely turkeys... <laughs> lonely cold turkeys we'll be we'll be lonely in you know in in the room but in spirit um very thankful and very feeling very loved by everyone in the community um who supports us on patreon
1: yeah thank you so much everybody who's been a supporter who recently became a supporter we always need more of you if you're like oh they're fine no we need more members (laughs) of the family please come join us if you've got five bucks a month to spare if you're like hey they give me five dollars worth of happiness every month uh please consider becoming a member at our squirrel level which is the level that gets you into our discord server and a whole bunch of other sweet rewards to uh, from levels up from that but you can become a patron for any dollar amount even a buck you can join the family
0: that's right thank you as well to our sponsor card kingdom cardkingdom.com slash gohf a great place to get say perhaps all of your commander legends product that you're oh. that you're jonesing for Oh, I'm jonesing for it. I see people playing uh, Commander
1: Legends Sealed, you know, through their yeah. top-down cameras and stuff. And I'm just like, I wish we could be playing this in person
0: oh, right now. I know. You can check out our battle with the two pre-con decks yes. um, over on our YouTube channel if you are wondering if you should pick one of those up. The answer is that one of them you certainly should, and the other one only if you have some drastic improvements to make. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, go check out our battle. We play ASE versus Wyleth, YouTube.com/slash I 5 People have been loving that video, so go check us out playing those decks. We play at tabletop, like you know, like you do at home on the kitchen table or playing with your buddies. Um, Once upon you a time. when... When we could sit at the same table. Oh, right. Oh, my gosh. So many moons ago.
0: All right, Maria, we're picking up with Kaladesh.
1: Yes, we are. So our draft retrospective, Kaladesh. uh, This is a set that came out in September of 2016. I cannot believe that
0: that's how long ago it was. Yes,
1: (laughs) that is absurd.
0: It absolutely is absurd. Our lives um, are completely different. Yes. And this, like, I can't believe that this format is four years old. Like, it doesn't feel that old. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It really doesn't. And, you know, we talked a little bit last week about Kaladesh Remastered and how it is It turns out that, at least in our opinion, it doesn't solve some of the problems that we had with Kaladesh Draft.
1: Yeah, so playing Kaladesh Remastered, uh, I all of a sudden started to get flashbacks to the format Um, when I was played, um, when somebody played, what was it called? The Untethered Express against me, which... Oh, pain train. Back in the day, everybody called it the pain train because it only costs one to crew this dumb thing. And when it attacks, you get a plus one, plus one counter on it. And like, it was already a four, four, like kill me. Um, yeah. And what was it? An uncommon?
0: Yeah, I think. Um, so let me like, actually just double check that, but yeah, well, because there was the one, wasn't there the one at come? Like that one came around with, um, ether revolt because there was the first one in Kaladesh. Oh, that was, which was like the, the first pain train. And then the second pain train.
1: <laughs> so what one was the first pain train?
0: I'm looking um, here. I know Ballista Charger is pretty good, but that was five mana. What's the one that I'm thinking of? Okay, so Untethered Express was the one from Ether Revolt. Yeah. Uh, like you said, four mana trample. When it attacks, put a counter on it. Gross. It's a four-four crew one. Like... What is this? <laughs> I mean, you did have Smuggler's
1: Copter in original Kaladesh.
0: No, which which is the one that I'm thinking of.
1: Which had to be banned. Are you thinking of the Aradara Express? Oh, Renegade Freighter. That's what you're yes, thinking of.
0: Yes, Renegade Freighter. There yep. we go.
1: Yep, absolutely. Because when it attacks, it gets plus one, plus one and gains trample until end of turn. So almost like the pain train, crew yeah. two for three mana, four, three
0: yeah that one and this one was like common yes it's a crew two and it's a four three but the fact that it crew like it cost three so this would come down on it was whew. and yeah
1: w- what's funny to me is that we're sitting here like and we're like oh this format like completely yeah, and ruined. renegade freighter was a common and we're talking about literally two cards and one of them wasn't yeah. even in this set <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Um, And that shows you the effect that cards at Common, how incredibly impactful they can be on a set. Because I recall so many games that were good games becoming bad games because mm-hmm. these cards were played and that's unfortunate because i don't i do think that these formats are interesting and there's cool things you can do like black like, counter energy was energy. so cool yeah like really really neat stuff but some of these vehicles were out of control enough to affect my and megan's experience of yeah. this format only like two cards and we're just like <laughs>
0: noise. You know what I mean? (laughs) Wild. And it was just like, in addition to those, it was just such a, it was such a
1: bomb driven format. So I'm looking at the card right now, Sky Sovereign Council Flagship, which is a mythic. And basically... Unbeatable, like you can beat it, of course, but honestly, can you? No, Uh, but can you? (laughs) (laughs) Because it's an artifact, it means it's harder to kill. This is a five mana, six five, um, mythic fly. That one's from Ether Revolt, right? No, this one's from Kaladesh, really. Yeah, I'm on, I'm on Scryfall right now, checking out, um, set Kaladesh. So, unless I'm completely out of my gourd here this is from og kaladesh um whenever it enters oh, yeah. the battlefield or attacks it deals three damage to target creature planeswalker An opponent controls crew cost three so you just play it you kill something you attack you kill something it you know like yeah if you had something that needed to kill it during combat or whatever whatever it's still going to get to ping something um yeah. anyway that's just one example of a card that i think was too too good it actually no. showed up in constructed too if i remember kind of like as a
0: sideboard card but anyway yeah uh no it was sometimes in the main oh was it really i think yeah and so i feel like like if we can like just include start lumping in ether revolt because sure. for me the two formats also weren't very different
1: no no i i right, like obvi- obviously revolt- i made the mistake of not even knowing you know that yeah.
0: the pain revolt. this didn't change the experience of Kaladesh, really. No, I don't no. think. I don't recall um, it doing that. Yeah, and it was just kind of it, like it's so it's so weird because, like you said, there was so much cool stuff going on, and it's kind of hard to pinpoint. You're like, well, what exactly happened? Like, what went what went wrong here? I mean, honestly. It- the f- a few bombs being a little too
1: bomby, and then some commons and uncommons being a little too good. Besides the fact that, by the way, those two those vehicles we're talking about they're colorless. You can put them in any deck. I didn't yeah mention that, but there you oh, go. Oh yeah,
0: it, that was a big thing about vehicles. Yeah, that you could just put them anywhere. Bristling Hydra. This is run from Kaladesh. Mm-hmm. And I remember um, two green green for a four three. When it enters the battlefield, you get three energy. Pay three energy. Put a plus one plus one counter on the Hydra. It gains hexproof and until end of turn yeah like what are you ever supposed to do
1: you can't ever do anything
0: yeah you the just, answer is just like to. and that's so rare that's not a mythic that's just like a rare you can run into it pretty frequently
1: and i think that this set is the kind of like one of the well maybe i shouldn't say but i it feels like they started to learn a little bit of lessons from this set that you just can't put something like the pain train in it common it just makes for a super unfun experience Yeah. Um, and I don't think we super see anything like that at Uncommon after this. Maybe I'll eat my words as we go on. But that's my—that's <laughs> what my remembrance of this set is.
0: Yeah. And I feel like part of it for me is like, as I'm looking over this, kind of remembering, I think part of it too was that like, there seemed like there were so many cool things that you could do, but they weren't actually viable just because the format was about like the best card. Yeah. You know, so it was stuff like, right, Consulate Dreadnought is one thing that comes to mind. One mana for a 7 vehicle. Oh, yeah. Crew six. And you're like, oh, like you would want to come up with something really cool. You're like, how early can I possibly crew this 7 <laughs> Consulate <laughs> Dreadnought? And the answer is just like that strategy. There's not room. There wasn't room in this format to try and do something cool like that. Like I, instead, you were yeah. better served just like trying to take the best cards.
1: And I'm so sad because I think energy is one of the coolest mechanics that they made um, in the game. Like a card like Thriving Turtle actually being a card that you want to play in your draft, I think is pretty neat. Um, yeah. So I'm here for that. But like like we've been saying, the the Gear Hulks were just a little too good. The the cycle of Gear Hulks, um, some of the vehicles just a bit too good, just made made some games that you would have had just not happen.
0: Yeah, exactly. And there were some like really great rares. And then there were some rares that were just like just bad. (laughs) (sighs) Um, And like if you if you opened a pack or, you know, you ended up you never opened like one of the really good rares. You were kind of behind already.
1: Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Um,
0: Um, Not to say you
1: you can't do cool things because you obviously can. We're just saying that sometimes. The number of times that our our games were non-games because of certain cards was a bit too high.
0: Yeah, I think for sure. That is kind of yeah, what comes to mind when I think of Kaladesh. And too easy to accomplish. Yeah. Um, but after that, so we had Yeah, we had Almond Cat. Almond cat. Almond cat. Uh Almond Cat, which was uh I think our first experience was cycling. Was it really? I think it might have been. I mean, we probably saw it. Did we see it in like a master set or anything like that? We might have. But like, this is, this was the, you know, this was the first time that I think that I can remember.
1: Well, well I mean, obviously we fell in love with it. Cycling is one of the most beloved, if yeah. not the most beloved mechanic in the history of Magic the Gathering. Um, yeah. Also, it had Aftermath. Embalm and exert as keywords oh, in
0: this set. Great and great mechanics. Great
1: mechanics, aftermath, pretty cool. Embalm, I love. Exert, yeah. really interesting. Um, and also a very neat and inventive plane to exist on in Amonkhet that turned out to be pretty dark,
0: honestly. <laughs> yeah, real dark story <laughs> uh, over in Amonkhet. So, oh, And this also had minus one, minus one counters. Oh,
1: yeah. That was cool. I liked those a lot.
0: Yeah, this was the, one of the first times that I think we had the, like, they had the punch out little page, yeah, like the punch out insert card um, for, like, minus one, minus one counters and, like, exerted and stuff like that on it yes. and embalmed.
1: Yes, I love those little punch out chits.
0: Yeah, <laughs> because there was so much stuff to keep track of, um, but it wasn't, like, Cat was nice because, like, there was a lot of stuff that you could potentially keep track of, but it wasn't too much. So but if people don't know, just before
1: we get into the cards and stuff, I'm going to just give you the absolute briefest story of Amenket, which was it's a plane that's based on kind of ancient Egypt. And these people, their society was very warlike and they had uh, people whose ultimate goal it was, was to become the best in competing these trials to please the gods. And if you were the best, you got murdered.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that Man, was your prize. And on the way there, if you weren't the best, you also got murdered. Yeah.
1: So, like, everybody died in everybody search died. of glory. And it turned out that these gods were false gods. They weren't even the real deal. They were just fake. And people were getting murdered to join Nicol Bolas's army.
0: Well, the gods weren't fake. They later had, like, he had to come and murder all the gods. Oh, yeah, that's right. He made, like, the scarab god and the locust god. To come and murder the other gods. Just. And I'm just like, that's got to be a real kick in the pants. You're like, I trained my
1: whole life to become the best at this trial to please my <laughs> god. And all I got was a stinking
0: spot as a peon in Bolus's army. His yep, undead that's army. right. And they didn't know that. like no, they, they thought, didn't know. You know, yeah. This was also Stark. when we first had. So we had the gods in Theros that were. Indestructible, but they weren't a creature unless you had the right devotion. Yes. And we saw the return of gods in amenket and they were also indestructible, but the way that they got around that being way too powerful was that they couldn't attack or block unless they met some kind of condition. So Hazaret, you had to have one or fewer cards in hand for um, her to attack or block. Bantu, you couldn't attack or block unless a creature died under your control that turn. Um, I want to say Kefnet was you had to have seven cards in hand. Yep. Um, and stuff like that. So I thought that that was also like a really cool thing. And then they also had their static ability on them that you could activate.
1: Yeah, that's a really good point. Or their
0: activated ability.
1: I something that I loved from this set was the cycle of cartouches. Um, uh, yeah. I think we might have mentioned these before, but they're so cool. Um, and they still get played today. Yeah, I would just played this in Historic the other day Cartouche of <laughs> Knowledge, uh, one in a blue. Enchant creature you control. When it enters the battlefield, draw a card. Enchant creature gets plus one, plus one. It has flying thumbs up.
0: Yeah. So they all gave, for each color, they all gave plus one, plus one. But then they also gave like an ability associated with that color. Um like white gives first strike black gives lifelink uh, and then they each had an etb effect Um, also associated with that color just like very flavorful very cool cards that you like actually wanted to play you know which isn't always true of enchant of auras yep
1: absolutely great point um a couple of cards that i've just like been scrolling through here that just jump to the forefront of my mind. the first one I'm gonna to talk to you about because I know you have <laughs> fond memories of this card, as does anybody who got to play with it, Drakehaven.
0: yes, oh my goodness i how have I not thought about Drakehaven um in so beautiful <laughs> in so long? Two in a blue um, for an
1: enchantment at rare, whenever you cycle or discard a card, you may pay one if you do create a two two blue Drake creature token with flying,
0: like so fun, so fun. Uh, Love it. Like, all you want to do is draw cards. And if you also, if you get to draw cards and also make drakes while you do it, what a world.
1: Yeah. And like cycling here just was a ability that was just randomly on cards. Like Mm -hmm. it was just on some random creatures like shimmer scale. Drake had cycling two on it. So you can either play your three, four flyer for five or you can cycle it for two. So stuff like that was just like, oh, well, great. So cycling deck is just all positive
0: yeah it was uh gosh yeah it was a really cool format oh there was also faith of the devoted that went with that blue black cycling deck oh this great. was two in a black whenever you cycle or discard a card you may pay one if you do each opponent loses two life and you gain two life that was an enchantment also
1: and um we haven't talked about embalm Ebal- yet which is a-, a pretty sweet mechanic too i just want to mention because um it did show up a, a teeny little bit in standard, but it was just such an, a a neat uh, mechanic for aggressive decks. Um, yeah. And one of the cards that got that actually one cutest card in the set was Sacred Cat, who had it. Oh, which yeah. Which was just a little one-one with for one white man with life link and embalm cost of white, which what you did is you exiled that card from your graveyard and you made a token that's a copy of it, except
0: that it was a zombie. Cute. And then we saw Hour of Devastation was the follow-up. Yep. Um, to this, where we had first up the The other gods, the three other ones that Nickel Bolas had made. Yep. um, The spooky ones. The spooky gods. Um, And we also saw Eternalize, which was the same as Embalm, except instead of coming back with its original stats, it came back as a 4 4 zombie.
1: Oh, yeah. This is basically like another example of what I'm going to call the Megamorph mechanic, which is the exact same mechanic, except.
0: Bigger. <laughs> <laughs> what if we took the same mechanic but what, bigger? <laughs> what if I,
1: I've you know I wish I could actually know the answer to what how this happens in R and D? But part of me wishes like that. that it's just like you know what, just put it back in, make it bigger,
0: make it bigger. Um, so this led to. Like uh, one of my favorite examples, Champion of Wits. Oh, I knew it. I knew it. This was a rare from Hour of Devastation. Two and a blue for a two one. When it enters the battlefield, you may draw cards equal to its power. If you do, discard two cards. So, like the first time you play it, you just draw two, discard two. But when you eternalize it uh, for five blue, blue, you draw four, discard two. Oh, the card was so good. So great. Once again, so great.
1: I don't remember this set changing the draft experience very much. I do agree with that, yeah. Um, one of my favorite cards, and I think everybody's favorite cards from this set, was River Hoopoo. Oh, River Hoopoo. We I all love, love it. We love, you. love it. It's green and a blue for a 1 3 flying. Bird. A beautiful hoopoe standing next to a river of blood. Uh,
0: three green yep, blue. That's what's happening. <laughs> you gain two life and draw a card. Oh, great card. And you could play this all day. What more do you want? Oh, nothing more. Nothing more. Yeah. And like uh, we said... Um, this one did hour of devastation did like twist the God mechanic a little bit, Mm -hmm. even more from the first one, which in this one, they aren't indestructible, but when they die, you can return it to your hand at the beginning of the next end step. Yeah. So, so it goes to the graveyard. They have an opportunity to maybe do something about it. But then it just comes back. It just
1: goes back anyway. This yeah. is a set that gave us hollow one, which became a huge staple in modern for a period of time. Five mana for a four, four costs two less to cast for each card you've cycled or discarded this turn and it has cycling itself on it for two.
0: Good which old hollow one. Are the ones that I'm thinking of. Which what you format you the gods that don't go away? I don't what do you mean don't go away? You remember the ones that even if you kill them or you exile them, however they leave the battlefield, they go back into your library? Yeah, that was um like wasn't that like Kefnet and stuff? They go they tuck themselves? No, they're indestructible. Huh. Wow, I'm now having like a really weird moment. Uh MTG gods tuck themselves. <laughs>
1: I think the CIA is really gonna have some questions. Yeah, the Theros gods. What?
0: Was it the Theros gods? No, the Theros gods are indestructible. Also, huh? What is happening to my brain? <laughs> <gasps> right, because I'm not crazy. This is a thing, right? Yeah, they tuck. I, I know what it you're talking the about. Tuck. Yeah, let's
1: look up. Um... I feel like I'm going nuts. Okay, yes. So Kefnet, the zombie god. So god eternal Kefnet is the one who tucks. Our first original Kefnet, the mindful, is not
0: a tuck. That's right. Because when they come back in in War of the Spark. Yes.
1: So they have been eternalized by Bolas. Yes.
0: Yes. Okay. Oh, wow. Uh, Thank you so much. I was really having a moment (laughs) there. I was like, but it's these gods, but it's not these gods. I know, I was also confused for a second, but Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It's just when they come back. When they come back, they get tucked. When they come back, they get tucked. So which is really um, interesting if you think about all the different ways these gods have been handled over the years and yeah. um they they all of them are some kind of indestructible. I'm putting that in quotes. Yeah, or like they come back. They come back. He
0: will come out. <laughs> he will come out. Oh man. I Wow, I'm so glad we solved that because You're gonna lose it pretty quick. I I was losing it. I I got to tell you, everybody. I'm I'm
1: looking at Megan's camera right now, and while she was losing it, it was like I was like, "What's going on with Megan? Something's happening over there," but I don't know what it is.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Turns out, turns out. Oh my goodness! We also just got some really cool cards, and this doesn't really speak to the limited environment that much, but just like some cool rares that factored in in cool ways in other formats, like approach of the second sun. Yep. Um, really cool as foretold absolutely which is a really cool card um god pharaoh's gift just some cool stuff some stuff that really um
1: lasted on in the memories of everybody who played it and it found its way into um other formats other than just standard or draft
0: yeah exactly oh man I'm still recovering from that's okay. how spooked I was.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to bring up our next set of sets yeah. that we visited, which was Ixalan and rivals of Ixalan.
0: Oh, that's right! Wow, I can't.
1: I also can't believe how long ago this was. Uh, so can I? I mean. Time has no meaning, as we say constantly on this show. But Ixalan is a set I remember pretty fondly, especially for the fact that I really thought the flavor of it was so cool and very, very silly. Um,
0: Like dinos. It was the first time we got dinos. We got
1: dinosaurs. I mean, who could not love a set with dinosaurs and vampires and pirates? Yeah. What I think is cool is that somebody and Wizards was like, we're going to do a set. Okay, hear me out. It's Dinosaurs, Wizards, and Pirates. And if I was working there, I would even be like, what are you doing? What What are you doing? (laughs) No, we're not doing that. You're out of your mind. Let's just put them in their own sets. Put them all three in one. And we
0: loved it. Um, and this was also our first experience, like not as strong of a tribal theme as like maybe Lorwyn, but yeah. it was still very strong tribal draft. Yes. Right. You could draft the Vampires deck. You could draft the Merfolk deck. You could draft the Dinos deck.
1: Right. Exactly. And I, if I'm not mistaken, I think that Mark Rosewater was critical of himself in this set too by saying it wasn't easy enough to cross the streams In draft with these archetypes and that was something he gave himself a little tick mark for um at the end of the year when he evaluates kind of how the sets went that year that he wished there was better ways for you to cross over like drafting dino pirates or whatever instead of um kind of making sure making you stuck in your lane without a way to kind of deviate if you needed to in your draft
0: yeah i do remember enjoying this format but i will say i do also remember tiring of it eventually for that reason yes
1: yeah i remember
0: just being like i don't want to you know, like, I don't want to hop into this draft and know that I'm going to end up in one of these established archetypes.
1: Right. And, um, not be able to escape if I need to, like you, you've got, you've made the commitment. You have to stay. Exactly.
0: You can't jump ship. And also, yeah.
1: yeah. And you can't like, if there's a sweet card, you can't like be like, Ooh, I think I know I can make this work in my deck. Like you just couldn't. Um, So that was one of the criticisms, but I, but I loved the set for flavor and I loved the cards that it gave us for standard. Um, and even some cards wound up in modern from this set too. I remember, um, Mm -hmm. I I had great fun in Ixalan despite that.
0: It was a good time. We also had this was the first time we saw the Transform Lands. Yeah. The only time we've seen them so far. Where they were some kind of artifact on their front. And then if you met a requirement, they transformed.
1: Oh, they were so good. Search Ugh. for Oscanta iconic.
0: Yes. Oh oh yeah, they weren't all artifacts. Some of them were like enchantments and stuff like that.
1: Yeah. How uh-huh.
0: could I forget that this is the set that gave us one of my favorite cards of all time? I know, right? wow uh, search search for us canta like what a what a card
1: i what think card, one of my favorite things from this set and indeed a lot of people's was the new mechanic of explore oh what a good mechanic oh, it was so good um, yeah it, it once again smoothed out your draws mm-hmm. gave you some help if you were missing lands let's find
0: a let's find a classic explore creature here like what a good like Jade Light Ranger is the rare, but Merfolk Branchwalker is like the iconic. There it you know, is.
1: Yep, common. It's a it's an uncommon. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, when it enters the battlefield, you explore, which means you look at the top card of your library, put that card into your hand. If it's a land, otherwise you put a plus one plus one counter on Merfolk Branchwalker and then put the card back or put it into your graveyard. Like what? What a good mechanic. It's a so great good. mechanic. Thumbs yeah. up. It's flavorful. It makes sense being called Explorer and it helps the game be better.
0: Yeah. Um, and it's great for limited. A
1: plus um, it, for makes, limited.
0: it gives you fewer non games.
1: I think that, uh, the mechanic of Enrage, which was the dinosaur mechanic, yeah, Um, which gave you a bonus if your creatures were dealt damage that turn, like Ripjaw Raptor Enrage. Yeah. Whenever Ripjaw Raptor is dealt damage, draw card. I think that one was less successful because it's kind of like
0: the, yeah, what? it wanted you to like do cool things about triggering it yourself. Yeah, which was seemed a little weird to yeah. me. Yeah, and it was it was possible, but yeah, I agree. It wasn't always it take it took a lot more maneuvering right exactly yeah maria this was also though when we saw the return of raid
1: raid i do think raid is a super cool piratey mechanic
0: yes it's very it's like so appropriate for pirates
1: pirates uh raiding it is all
0: it all comes together um let's take a look at a raid creature uh, um, here's here's one of the ones that i remember okay. so well marauding looter this was an uncommon two blue red for a 4-3 raid at the beginning of your end step if you attacked with a creature this turn you may draw a card if you do discard a card
1: yeah rewarding you for attacking you know I'm always here for that and the fact that it was on (laughs) pirates great this is also the return of vehicles Um, since Mm -hmm. we had seen them last in Kaladesh we got some ships for the pirates and I remember when we found out we were going here I was like Megan do you think we're gonna have pirate ships and then we did
0: Yes. So cool. Um this was also I yeah, I remember you calling that. That was very good. <laughs> you also, gotta have the ships. One thing that I did forget to mention is do you back this is we're going to take a step back for a second into Amonket because okay. I remembered it looking at some of these cards. Um Do you remember Slitherblade and when people found Slither the Slitherblade deck?
1: <laughs> yeah, and
0: Christian Calcano
1: drafting the Slitherblade deck Like for hell or high water
0: at the pro tour, like three times or something. Oh my goodness. So Slitherblade was like a little 1-1 unblockable. And then like the idea of that deck was you just slapped enchantments on it and like prayed. And you're like, let's go, Slitherblade, let's go. Like, can this
1: happen? And like a lot of the times the answer was like, yes. Oh my God, a huge bug just landed on my desk and I'm freaking out right now.
0: No! (laughs) I don't know what to do. What kind of bug? I don't want to know. Don't tell me about it. Okay,
1: it's like it's creep, it's <gasps> crawly but it can fly no i didn't want to know it's like yay big everybody what do you think it is it's crawling up my computer right <gasps> now <gasps> no maria <laughs> oh, God. I don't. I don't.
0: <laughs> what are we gonna do i don't
1: know i think uh, i'm just gonna try and leave it alone and maybe it won't fly into my hair oh <laughs> uh, no don't say it's not stuff like that okay i'm sorry it's hidden now it went behind the
0: computer um, anyways, I was thinking of it because people did that again with this set in some ways with stuff like Blightkeeper, which was the little one, one bat for one, but then you'd put like Mark of the Vampire on it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Do you and, remember that? Yeah, I do. I do actually. And you could even do it. There was like a hex proof flying Merfolk, the five mana one. Oh that was a yeah. Three two. So you yep. could also do it like with that one. Just choosing out wins yeah exactly like i remember this was a little bit of an era where you could do fun stuff like that especially since in blue there was dive down which gave creatures hex proof for one blue
1: oh beautiful beautiful dive down you've got to love it Uh um (laughs) this all this set also gave me some of my favorite vampires and vampires have are my um favorite tribe in magic and have been responsible for some of my absolute favorite decks over the years um There was a great Sorin deck that appeared eventually in standard Mm -hmm. using vampires. And we got cards like, uh, let's find my favorite ones here. Sanctum Seeker. Whenever a vampire you control attacks, each opponent loses a life and you gain a life. That's Um, right. We got Legion Lieutenant, which was uh, just like the vampire lord. I just just can't even look at these cards and just not. I mean, Adanto Vanguard is, I think, has a chance of being my favorite card ever printed in magic um yeah. which is a one one for one and a white as long as it's attacking gets plus two plus oh pay for life it gains indestructible until end of turn
0: yeah i love you it. know as we're remembering this set i think this this speaks to what you were saying earlier of like we're not talking much about the dinos yeah that's a good point other than zakama being like the one thing you want to hit when you're playing arena Momir. <laughs> yeah <laughs> That's like its claim to fame.
1: Okay, look, I'm going to tell you the best dino in this set, and you're going to be like, oh, I didn't even play that in a dino's deck. That's Territorial Hammer Skull. Oh, yeah. The two three for three, whenever it attacks, tap target creature and opponent controls, you just played it in a deck with white. You didn't play it in a dino deck.
0: That's true. I remember there was a draft where I drafted, I kid you not, like seven (laughs) Territorial Hammer Skulls. (laughs) Great
1: great and i played all of them of course you did that card's nuts cards <laughs> are really good it's so good but i don't yeah the dinos deck just wasn't as powerful it was too clunky which you know should not surprise you being a yeah. dinosaur deck but but here's the fun thing all these dinos came out of this set it made dinosaurs a thing so they'll print more yeah. dinos in the future which is great and i also yes. love my dinos deck in best of one on arena yeah. It's really, really fun. I love tribal decks and best of one. Um, in fact, I was just playing a Soren deck in the historic brawl event on arena uh-huh.
0: and sense. having an
1: absolute stinking blast. Megan and I love best of one formats and historic brawl has been so fun that I played it after I got my number of wins. I was like, I don't care. I'm still playing this because this is really, really fun. And dinosaurs is a fun
0: singleton deck. There you go. <laughs>
1: Off my soapbox.
0: All right. I mean, Ixalon is such a cool plane. And I like, as we talk about it, I can't wait to go back. This is a plane I'm excited to read. That's it.
1: Absolutely. Give me more vampires, please. I don't care about the merfolk, you guys. So, like.
0: Wow. Yeah. You know. (laughs) Woo by Corbin Hostler. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, but Maria, this brings us to Dominaria. Oh, Dominaria. And this, like, another truly excellent draft format yes this is right up there with cons in my mind oh yes so good and this is the one that kind of took people by surprise i feel like people were like wait a second like this dominaria this like random one block yeah
1: this like like, random
0: one-off set like excellent oh what a fun what a fun draft
1: uh Dominaria was home to some mechanics you might recognize such as historic cards which were artifact mm-hmm. sagas as well as legendary permanents and sorceries as well as
0: kicker and yeah. it had a little bit of crew as well. Oh, kicker sagas though. Like I can't sagas. believe you would just like jump over sagas. Okay. Okay, let's take a let's take a second to talk about sagas. Sagas which were just like one of the coolest new innovations in, like, in magic.
1: Absolutely true. The, these, um, the creation of these sagas, let's talk about a saga.
0: Um, oh, first of, of all. One of my favorites, Mirari Conjecture. Yep. Uh, four in a blue, as this saga enters the battlefield, Enters and after your draw step, add a lore counter, sacrifice after three. So you play it, you get chapter one, return target instant card from your graveyard to your hand. Then next turn, you get chapter two, return target sorcery card from your graveyard to your hand. Next turn, you get chapter three, and then you sacrifice it until end of turn. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, copy it, you may choose new targets for the copy.
1: Yeah, so these were essentially reading the story of Dominaria to you. Mm -hmm. You're going through the various chapters. And they were developed. There is actually a column that you can look, if you want to do some Googling, you can find out how the sagas came to be. Actually, Richard Garfield came back yeah. to Wizards to help them work on Dominaria because, of course, it's the most iconic magic plane. And these were his ideas. And you can see the old sketches of him drawing these out oh, and what they looked like really when he, cool. he was first envisioning them. And what, I mean, I don't know how to say this. I, th- I think you're right that these are the biggest, most the biggest coolest addition to magic within our time of playing the game
0: yes absolutely i think so like i guess vehicles are maybe up there but like in my mind vehicles don't compare
1: no they don't sagas are just better and i love vehicles and sagas are yeah. just incredible
0: um oh the eldest reborn oh. like this is an iconic one this was an uncommon and you just wanted it every time absolutely did um he- it was oh, so good. And like the art on them is so cool because you get the vertical art. Yes. Instead of the horizontal art. Like, oh, everything about it was so
1: good. And here's the big picture on Dominaria. We're not only obsessed with like sagas and all of the cool things like the historic um, mechanic, which was really neat. Mm-hmm. Um the, f- the fact is that this was a very solid draft format. You could do whatever you wanted. It was viable. No strategy was broken. A
0: billion things you could do.
1: You could be very creative in your deck building and the way you executed games. Games yes. were interesting. They had you lo- make lots of decisions. Um, you could just create the coolest so much things happened. in draft.
0: So much happened that uh,
1: just goes down in
0: history. Sapperlings and with stuff like uh, Thalid Omnivore. Yep. So you could just make tons of saplings. Ugh there were like even the like right, like red aggro decks were viable. Yeah, you could you could draft mono red.
1: It was a real thing. Ugh. I like, love the card Get to Chronicler. I'm gonna bring that one up. Ugh.
0: Yes, one wizards. in red for a wizards. one
1: three. Wizards was a great strategy. This could also be played in mono red. Um, when it enters the battlefield, if it was kicked, return target instant or sorcery from your graveyard to your hand. Which in a wizard's deck, you of course want instant and sorceries. Kicker cost was three in a oh. red, and it's a one three. And you're like, it's so Give good me all of them,
0: every single one. um You had Gichu Journey Mage two in oh, a red so for good. a three two. When it enters the battlefield, if you control another wizard, it deals two damage to each opponent. Like, I just want to draft this set right now. (laughs) Looking (sighs) at it, I'm just like, yes, I I want to do this.
1: There is something um, that Dominaria did that a lot of people will never forgive it for. And that is for creating to fairy here of (laughs) Dominaria.
0: Okay. (laughs) Do you know what? Some people will quote unquote never forgive it and I will never be done thanking (laughs) it. (laughs) Um, One of my favorite cards from this set um, was a rare
1: Black Blade Reforged. Oh,
0: Great because card.
1: I love to draft historic and legendary creatures. And this said, equipped creature gets plus one, plus one for each land you control. Equip seven. But if you equip a legendary creature, it's equip three. And it costs two mana. Yeah, I, I just love that. It, and it, there were so many cool legendary creatures to play in this set that yes. it just was super fun.
0: Do you remember when Sam Black like made history <laughs> yeah. by by drafting the primeval's glorious rebirth legendary <laughs> deck. I do. I do. So this was one of a like a cycle called legendary sorceries which you could only cast if you controlled a legendary creature or planeswalker. Yep. And Primeval's Glorious Rebirth says five white black return all legendary permanent cards from your graveyard to the battlefield. And Sam Black just like blew everyone's mind. Yeah,
1: at some pro tour drafting this. Uh, and everyone was like, this. what has he done? Like, you looked at the list and you're like, what is this garbage pile? And then he played it and just, you know, destroyed everybody.
0: Uh, also, Maria, this was the set that brought us skits. Oh, skits. Skittering Surveyor. And like, I feel like it's so... It says so much about a set that this dumb little common is like one of our favorite things. Okay, hold up. We're going to make a comparison here because this
1: is a common. This is an artifact. Okay, so compare this to Kaladesh when we're like, oh, this card ruined games. It made games so unfun when they could have been fun because it was so accessible. Put it in any deck and we're mad. And here we're like, this card made games really
0: fun. It was so accessible. Put it in any any deck. It was great. Is perfection uh, three mana for a one two? When it enters the battlefield, you may search your library for a basic land card, put it into your hand, then shuffle your library. Yep, like so Great. good, so good. Skittering Surveyor also won cutest card of the year that year. Yes, because we because not it's only perfect
1: loved it, but it was so cute in what it did. It goes to get so you land, so you yeah. can play three color decks if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and like let's
0: Plenty of reasons to. Like, I'm just looking through this, like, all of the two color legends, all of the three color legends. There was just, what a set. What a set. And I
1: just want to take a second to be like, once again, on my stump, on my, what's it called? Soapbox. Soapbox. Thank you. My soapbox is made of a tree stump. It's a stump speech on a soapbox. Anyway. We are talking about Skittering Surveyor and how much we love Skittering Surveyor, how much we love Dominaria, and comparing it to Kaladesh. I think sometimes people who are in decision-making positions at Wizards of the Coast push for exciting, big, flashy, splashy cards like something like the Pain Train, um, which is easy to draft. And you're like, this is what players want. But what we're talking about is we're way, way, way more excited about Skittering Surveyor and how great the games turned out to be when you're playing Skittering Surveyor that you're like... Don't think about it that way. I'm somebody who loves to play with big splashy cards. And I'm like, don't give me them. (laughs)
0: Like, yes, girls don't want boyfriends. Girls want telescopes with legs.
1: (laughs) Yes. Yes, we do. That is accurate. And like. this this is accomplishing what you are attempting to accomplish through a different means so you just need to rewire your brains to think about what does it mean to have a fun splashy exciting moment in a draft yeah you know absolutely anyway okay continue
0: Oh, man. Also, we're at 52 minutes.
1: Holy cow. We're never going to be done with our draft retrospective.
0: We never are because we can't like just race through these other ones. No, they're so good. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. It turns out this is going to be a three-parter, I guess. Oh, my God. (laughs) Because it's not like we've been like, I feel like we've just been talking about them a normal amount. Yeah. We could have gone way deeper on all of these, too, by the way. Absolutely. But we're like,
1: no, we got to keep moving. There's so many to get through. <laughs> well, all right, then. Stay tuned well, for part three.
0: <laughs> we've just learned that apparently we're never going to be done with this draft retrospective because we have too much to remember. <laughs> all right. Next next week, we'll, uh, do, we'll do part that's three. That's right. Next week, we will bring you part three, which starts with the return of corsets.
1: Oh, yes. That's so... That's. That's funny. I'm not going to say anymore yeah. because
0: we're going to save it for next week. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, man, what a trip it has been. Like it's what a what a has. Fun time we're having taking this trip. Absolutely. And just
1: such an amazing memories to be had through all of these sets even if we're like oh we didn't love this set or whatever it still proves like how great magic is that we're like oh look at all these cool cards Mm -hmm. we got for these other formats and that or look at the lessons that were learned because of this format which i think is pretty cool
0: yes it's oh it's great um it's it's so cool so you know next time more (laughs) next time we really will get through the rest of them you say that now (laughs) Before we go, everybody, we have another sponsor to thank, which is the wonderful Ultra Pro.
1: Ultra Pro, making everything you could possibly want uh, for your gift giving season. Um, Does your person you're buying gifts for love Commander? Well, guess what? They've got
0: a bunch of new products with the Commander Legends art on it. Beautiful playmats, deck boxes, sleeves. They have a new set of like the cube deck box that holds 100 cards and it comes with a set of matching sleeves in it absolutely do you uh, want a
1: sweet like pr- they have their pro gear which is really nice uh deck boxes and yeah. uh play mats that have this really cool contrast a mythic orange stitching around
0: them yep their new big alcove like triple one you can hold up to three commander decks in it three
1: what if you, you want can- a life pad with the wolf with antlers on it whatever oh. i forget the name of that wolf but wolf with
0: antlers They have it, don't worry. It's so good. They do have it. They've got it. Great.
1: Ultra Pro, uh, anything you need for gift-giving season, they've got it all. Um, (laughs) And
0: super great sponsors to boot. Well, everybody, that's our show. Wow. Oh, man. You always say that part, and I feel very weird. (laughs)
1: Well, that's fine. You you've taken the mantle for this episode. Um, okay. Of saying, well, everybody.
0: <laughs> well, everybody. That's our show. Uh,
1: part two of three of our draft yeah. retrospective. Um, thank you, everybody, who supports our show on Patreon. You're all so wonderful, and we are we are so very thankful that you exist yes. in the world and that you help us out and keep us on the air or coming out of your cat's mouth every single week. Um, we're here for you, and we ask that you be here for us, hopefully, in this season of giving that is upon us. Um, thank you so much. If you want to become a patron, it's so easy. It takes less than 30 seconds over at patreon.com slash Magic.
0: That's right. Thank you as well to our sponsors, Card Kingdom and Ultra Pro. Just two lovely sets of people and places that's right they are both people in places (laughs) they are people in places uh, for for you to shop this holiday season if you're looking to get those magic players in your life something real cool
1: yeah absolutely really great place to go Card Kingdom and Ultra Pro uh, supplying excellent products to them as well Um, yeah Yeah. I'm going to make sure this bug is gone
0: you know what ever since you talked about it I feel like there's a bug around me even though there's not,
1: <laughs> you just get the feeling of bug since I mentioned yes. bug.
0: Yes, exactly. It's in my, it's like the idea is there now. I can't make it go away.
1: I know what you're saying. And mm. I feel like it's back there. It's got to still be behind my <gasps> computer.
0: Sorry okay, about well, this
1: bug situation, everyone. Maria,
0: I hope you get that sorted out. <laughs>
1: yeah, me too. Me.
0: Too. <laughs> okay.